Welcome to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I'm Grant Howitt, and I'm joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. In these episodes, we'll be going through the text of the book and discussing how we came to design the game. For more information on Heart and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Vermissian nights, like Vermissian days. Hello. This is the Vermissian night. This is the first fucking class we wrote. It is. And also, I'd like to take a small pause here to say that I was about to do that exact same intro. Really? Yeah. Oh, we're synced up. That's good to hear. That's that's positive. Anyway, yes. Vermissian night, train nights. Mm. The, I think... The... Fraternal, that's the word I'm thinking of, fraternal mm. class to the Vermissian Sage from Spire. Mm. And the poster child for Heart. Very much so. Like, they're the easiest pitch. Like, okay, so you you are the protector of a cursed train network, and also your armour is made out of train bits, and it's overclocked. It's an overclocked mech suit. On you go. Yes. And I think, honestly, that we should start with the art by... Just renowned luminary Felix Miel. Mm. Mm-hmm. Top bloke Felix Miel. <laughs> Top lad. So I'd like I'd like to reference the ear. But what were you going to what were you going to mention? The ear. Mm. Please talk to me of the ear, Grant. Messian Light was a human. Mm-hmm. And then we were like, Felix, can you put some more elf ears on shit? So it looks like it looks more like a fantasy game. <laughs> Basically, um, um, a lot of the art in the beginning was just humanoid, um, mm. and we had. Human. Yeah. Well, yes, human. He's already humanoid. Um, and we we had to remind Felix that a lot of the main characters are going to be drow and elfir and yeah. things like that. So the Vermissian Knight became an elfir. Mm. Um, and a cool one, as we'll see much, much later when we get to a certain piece of art in the Bonds chapter. Oh, best, best. Talk about yeah, that yeah, later. Yeah, yeah okay, yeah. Because yeah. we can put an entire episode on that, on that. Skip ahead and look at it now. It's really good then. Come back. Yeah. Okay. So, the Vermissian Knight art. This gave us a lot of things. First off, it was the first look at armor fashioned directly from trains, <laughs> um, which has the door from carriage number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, it has a hammer that will appear much, much later in the book, in the mm-hmm. equipment chapter. This is the the wheel lock, flint lock style hammer. Mm. It's the pneumatic hammer. Um, and it shows how heavily armoured they are. Like, if you look at the rest of the art, nobody else is really wearing that much armour. No. Um, and this is your, your Dungeons & Dragons equivalent of full plate with a rebreather. Mm. And it's smoking. And Felix created, without us mentioning it, a Vermissian logo. Yeah. Um, so that is now yeah, the great, default. Yeah, that is now the default yeah. logo of the Vermissian. Yeah. And they've got, like, a mini cow catcher as a chin plate and absolutely fantastic I think it was yeah. actually one of the earliest bits of art we got as well I think it was the first bit that came through yeah it was, it was, it was part of the first um, group that came through yeah and um, I mean we Felix at, we if, if, if you are it. listening to this for some reason um, yeah. you have no concept of how excited we were when we saw this piece of art like <laughs> we called each other up like, oh my god oh my god you have to see this it's every time Felix sends out. It, do, it but, does, but, but, like but this, was, so. this was huge. This was the yeah. first time that something we'd written had been illustrated by Felix, and yeah. it made our ideas feel real. 
and it, it was, was like the first time for us. it's like we were in when we were uh, we got the stuff through for for, for spire uh, from 80 and i was on holiday in mm. um in the lake district and i called you <laughs> <laughs> on a phone chris, i remember chris look at the midwife log into the email like, i think grant and i have had four phone conversations in the last year like 10 years and, oh yeah absolutely and yeah, three of them have been bad yeah that was well, it's mainly well like okay so most of them are like i'm in the pub where are you yeah yeah um back back, back to the podcast yeah back to the podcast so Vermissian Knights. The Vermissian Knight is a branch of the Vermissian, as in the organization. The Vermissian Collective. The Vermissian Collective, not the not the network itself. Um, mm-hmm. And while Sage is the learned knowledge end of the spectrum, the mm-hmm. Knight is the Pathfinder and Protector. Mm. In minor abilities, they get things like the Arcane Rebreather. Um, and again, one of the most early powers we did in the game mm-hmm. and this was this is kind of iconic as the fact that they're going to uncharted territory mm. um, the original idea of the Vermissian Knights was that they would pathfind through the heart mm-hmm. find something of interest and secure the area and then call in the sages who would then come in and learn about the thing that was how they were set up. Mm. Um, and this kind of pathfinding thing was very much evident in their original core ability. Yeah. So their yeah, original core that. ability basically halved the length the, of a delve. The distance between delves, yeah. Yeah, like the resistance of a delve. Um, and what this made is every single party had to have a Vermissian Knight or you were fucked. Yeah, or... Like, like if you didn't have a mission, like it made it too easy, and it was it was just it was too broadly it was too broadly applicable to not have a knight. It was too it was too good, right? Like and it it didn't it wasn't active either. You didn't you didn't make that choice. It was a passive ability. Mm, it was essentially core. like saying in in a standard, oh, sorry, a standard. That's the wrong word. In a different RPG, half the hit points of every enemy. Mm, yeah. Like you kind of like, why would you not take that one of those at least? Yeah, um, they were also much more knighty. They were actually, weren't they? Um, like, because like we were casting around for, for 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 what they for what they would do. Um, they were very like uh, like sworn brotherhood of protectors, and we realised that that was that was kind of one note. And you can still do sworn brotherhood of protectors if you'd like, but we ended up pushing them more into a, a trailblazer. Mm. Knights will inscribe the names of landmarks that they have discovered or found stable routes to on their armor. It is much research. It is as much a research project and an advertisement of their prowess as it is a means of protection. Each knight's suit is utterly unique, using technology taken from a dozen different places, different gauges of steels, different weights of, and levels of protection and flexibility, and controls that are often inscrutable to anyone but the creator themselves, which explains why you can't just put on a missing knight's armour. Thank you very much. Yes. Um, but also, but, like, um, if you look at, for instance, the Bioshock video games, hmm. you've got the big daddies, and you've got the, the more lithe feminine variant that they put in later. What were they called? Large mothers. I actually can't remember. Um, mm. But those could both be Vermissian knight suits. Yeah, you can have full and close helms if you'd like. Yeah, you can do it how however you want, and you can flavor it however you want. Like you could even put it so like their suit is essentially skin tight but full of pneumatics. 
So they're more just... they're more active and they dodge rather than just have a diving bell. Just have a, just, yeah, just being a sphere like a. How do the characters push a diving bell down any any available flight of stairs? Down a hill, yeah, yeah. But their uh, armor, I... their armor is the Vermissian plate, and it's iconic of the class. I love. I think like if the Incarnadine is Chris's class, the the knights are mine. Mm-hmm. Um, I've 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 I've. I've taken care of them, as it were, You've throughout, throughout production. Yeah, I've absolutely loved them. Uh, and Vermissian Plate is um, its an overclocked mech suit. Yeah. Uh, and a little, little peek behind the curtain here, Christopher Taylor has to spend every game, I'm going to say about 20% of, 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 our, of our work process, stopping me from putting overclocked mech suits in games. Yes, I have to, I have to edit it out of just mm. some of the weirdest places, honestly. Yeah, um... So I was happy to put it in as a core ability because we had to replace the uh, the one which just made the game easier. Yes. So this was like me going, Grant, this should be an overclock mech suit. Go ahead. <laughs> Get it out of your system and we'll have two months of not me searching for overclock mech suits in every product. Yeah. It comes from, as well, um, there was a playtest we did, um, which you can listen to. It was in the League Presents mm-hmm. um, where uh, Mina played a, um, a Vermissian Knight and she put uh, like like she started burning stuff in in, in her suit's furnace to power her abilities. Yeah. So I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. I'm having that. Um, <laughs> and, and so it and, became law. And so we made it an official rule. And so like you, you you consume a resource with technology or a cult. I think if it's, if it's technology, you work it into the armor. If it's a cult, you burn it in the furnace or like like crush it over your armor. And then you get kind kind of a get out of jail free card. Yeah. Which is pretty neat, you know. You can do um, some bonkers you, things with it, especially when you yeah. upgrade the power. Like it has a lot of uh, the Missing Knight has a lot of later powers that modify the core ability. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I mean, they're they're obvious tanks, right? Like their mm. aesthetic is tank, and their powers really give them that ability to tank. Yeah. Especially got, uh, if you take something like collateral as a. Mm. Um. As a party, like if your party have collateral, you can shift it to the uh, Venetian Knight. That's crazy. Can we talk about the best power in the game? It is on page 63, <laughs> bottom left, Steel Bones. Yes. So, listen, listen, dear reader, um, there comes a point in all of our games where, where like, we have to start balancing things. And steel bones grants you the endure skill. Whatever, don't fuck. Sorry, I'd, I'd like to point out here when we have to start balancing things. Hey, we hey, we both do it. Mm. It's, it's it's your job to steer. Yes, <laughs> when when yeah. I go through and go, ah, oh, God, we've got an infinite damage loop here. Yeah, yeah. There's, 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 there's also a reason why we don't work in numbers a lot. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, steel bones lets you fall distances of up to three stories without taking damage. Hmm. Which is an excuse to jump out of every building you find. Also, I'm just going to throw this out here um, for you, for you power gamers. Um, there's a beat that's kicked somebody off of a building who really mm. deserves it. Mm. Best scene you're ever going to have in a game: go down with them, kick them, and carry on running. Yep, land on them. The the other challenge uh, with the Vermissian Knight, in in addition to sort of like making so it's, it's quite difficult to do a tank. Um, class in a game which has really abstract combat in, in in a more narrative slanted game 
Yeah, like it's quite like in, in any D and D, which is what we've all been trained on. You know, you've got your attacks of opportunities, uh, and in MMOs, you've got aggro, which you can pull. Mm-hmm. Uh, and narrative focused games really didn't have that unless you put in a specific mechanic for it, and we didn't want to weigh it down with that. Yeah, it like feel, it didn't really feel important enough. Aggro is very much the purview of the DM in this. Mm-hmm. Like, if somebody's jumping around and yelling, as a DM, you should probably attack them. Mm-hmm. Like, that's that's just how it works, but that's not codified. The the other challenge we had was not putting in all or every train pun. <laughs> came up with. Uh, and where is Mind through. the Gap? Oh, we got rid of it. Ah, we did have uh, a power not, called Mind the Gap. Yeah, you used to have the capacity. I think it gave you like plus one on protection, and you could spread that out to to people nearby mm-hmm. with, uh, with 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 rights. And it was called, I, I, I think it was called like Gapped Mind or something. Like, we, we, we worked the joke in slightly more organically than that. But it was really passive. It wasn't super interesting. It was a pun, you know. Yeah. But we did end up with um, the Protector's Gauntlet, a heavy metal gauntlet bearing the emblem of your house, the Lords of Galvanic, the Free Wheels, the Cross Countryman. <laughs> I, th- I think the Cross Countryman. I'm like, all right, I'll take that. That's pretty funny. Yep. I'll sneak that in there. Um, if you name your... Uh, here's a little bonus. If you name your uh, character after a uh, after a London Underground station, you can get a free DA resource. Yep. That's that's a rule. Again, we've mentioned this before, but if you play that specific part of the podcast to your GM, they yeah. have to abide by it. They have to. Mm. They have to. Laws are laws. Let's... Um... Let's talk about majors. Let's talk about majors, and let's talk about Etheric Field and my goddamn playtest. That's a Theric Field, I believe, is the first major we wrote for um for for Hot. It is. It is absolutely and it's pretty the first much major. identical. It hasn't changed a great deal. Oh, it's changed a little bit. Yeah, we we took out the infinite damage loop. <laughs> yes, because I didn't think there was one. Mm. Um, and then one of my players, who's a inveterate Pathfinder player, just mm. went. Oh, okay, this is the infinite damage loop. Mm. And detonated an angel. Yeah, an angel punched her and then its head exploded. No, like, it, the, the angel wasn't killed by her, but... Oh, uh, okay. The, 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 there was a very beautiful scene of noble sacrifice. It was genuinely quite touching. There was a funeral. Oh. Um, yeah, it was It was really sad. That's, that's, that's what we're after in her, I think. Right. Um, but um, the maj- a, a majority of damage was done by um, a sort of feedback loop with Echo and... Mm damage doing when they just sort of jumped on them and vibrated basically <laughs> and killed them like a sort of bee <laughs> yes like a horrid bee mm. um but etheric field is the don't hit me or i'll hurt you but you have to mm. hit me power it's mm-hmm. it's a big tank power um and you'll notice a lot of the Fabrician sage powers are about killing things from the heart through the tank Sorry, do you mean the knight? Yes, yes, I do. I absolutely. Okay, do. go on. Um, about killing things from the heart. Mm. Uh, so yeah. there's anathema, which is your melee attacks against heart blood gains brutal. Mm-hmm. Um, and which is useful. Which is you can argue that for a lot of, a lot of oh, stuff. Oh yeah, you can you can really blag that at your GM. Yeah. Um, and that segues into dragon killer. <laughs> um. Oh yeah, yeah. It's a, this, this is another um, monster hunter. Yep, another monster hunter reference because I played a lot of monster mm. hunter right at the beginning. I think it was of heart creation, mm. um, which gives you the great blade, which is one of mm-hmm. the it set a trend actually for 
orders or groups giving you weapons. Mm. Um, you'll see it pop up in the extinction bow mm-hmm. and things like that. Um, but if you if you're trying to kill a a human with the with the dragon killer great blade, it's it's a D six weapon. Order. Terrible plan. Just just push them over. Yeah. But if you're trying to hit something that's bigger than you, it's a D10 weapon. <laughs> like, that's cool as hell for me. Um, and that lets you take things like um, hunted endurance training and applied research. Um, endurance training comes with comes from Grant's fascination of endurance hunting. Yeah. Um, I, for some I, reason, I, the, I, the, I, this it's fact, really cool. This fact popped up a lot when Grant's planning things, um, and I really fact, like it. Don't get me wrong; I really enjoy it. Like, like, hum, like humans, uh, like we, we are the dominant species on Earth. I would argue, mm-hmm. or we're at least having the biggest impact. Absolutely. And our method of hunting for fucking millennia was bothering <laughs> for a long time. Like, no, we want this more than you. Mm-hmm. And and like and, and and like the deer would be like, oh fuck off, I'll run off. And then it would sit down for a bit. Oh, I'm absolutely shanked. And then we just sort of emerge over the hill. Hello, we're gonna stab you to death. Oh fuck. And it would carry on going. And like other 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 creatures have developed like like poison bites. Yep. Or advanced advanced pack hunting tactics. Or like powerful claws, and we just fucking Jehovah's Witness our way into the Alpha Press. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Do you want to re-record that bit? No, I'm fine. Jehovah's Witnesses are, 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 are like commonly bother people at their front door. Okay, that's fine. that's fine. Okay, I'm not. I'm not worried about the Jehovah's Witnesses coming for us. <laughs> that's true. They're like the Amish. Yeah. No, that's different. Um, <laughs> they don't have the internet. But the, the the great thing about endurance training is that it takes away the tiring tag from the weapon, mm-hmm. um, and just makes you able to kill humans better as well. Like you've yeah. developed being an asshole. Mm. Um, they're a solid, the solid fighter class. Yeah, they're a solid they're like, one. Um, mm. And you've got hunted, where you could just you can name the creature that's coming after you, and then once per session, replace the opposition with it. So it, it eats them. It kills the them opposition. Off. And now you've got this problem. <laughs> but it's a way of accelerating your advancement if you want it to. Um, so it lets you gain a minor advance to remove the ability. So you can swap that ability yeah. for another one. Yeah, I'll just take it again. Or just take it again, which is hilarious. It's brother! <laughs> um, uh, we, have, we have Overclock, which which taps into the, the Vermissian plate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you can, you can mess with... like you, you can do hella powerful attacks... And um, hella dangerous, like, or, 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 or like I suppose reliable or effective things at the cost of your own stress, the fortune, as your arm makes a load of noise. Yeah, and don't forget, um, like because you're consuming resource, that's your your group's ability to heal. Yeah. Um, and overclock is part of um, something that we worked out very early on, which was chains of abilities. Mm. Um, so it goes. I think there's a minor that tags into this, but it goes core ability. There's a minor overclock, and then there's a zenith that follows on from this. They're not mm. like a, a skill tree, so you have to take one and then the other. No. Um, but it was a way for us to follow a path, a potential character arc mm. through them. Um, and overclock is one of those. Yeah. Um, and we've got the other abilities like get behind me, which is your. Common or garden tank power. Mm-hmm. Um, it's also like it tanks in the same way that somebody putting up shields tanks. It's a pretty effective tank power. It's quite hard to kill people. 
Yeah. Like um, if you, you're looking after them at that you point. He, you immediately heal or negate the damage rather than necessarily getting in the way. Like it doesn't hit you, you just negate it. Um, but it's a better way of handling it than, as we've already mentioned, dealing with an aggro mechanic, yeah, or things like that. And like these are the, these are the the more sort of um, I suppose standard abilities like Dragon Killer, Overclock, and especially Etheric Field are more veering towards the weird experimental side of stuff. Mm-hmm. And these are more sort of like, oh no, I'm, I'm I'm a Knight Protector. I'm renowned for this shit. Get behind me. We'll 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 make this all work. Yes. Um. Uh. Which like which like you lead on delves and stuff and get and like push you into the role of a sort of party, uh, like a point man. You find that the person in your regular group who always ends up being the party leader, mm. not necessarily through their class, but just because they make all the decisions, they're going to gravitate towards the Vivisian Knight. Mm. Um. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff they can do. There's a lot of stuff they can do to lead the party and to. Uh, mold the direction you go in. Uh, things like Trailblazer um, really help on Delve. And that's where the old class ability comes in. The one that we removed mm. became Trailblazer. Mm. We edited it and made it more interesting, more fun. And we switched over the Delve rules as well. Yes, when we switched over the Delve rules. When are we going to talk about I guess when we, when when we, we get the to Delves, yeah. Can we talk about the last train? So... I'm going to intro this mm-hmm. because I know how excited you are. So I'm going to lead this in slow. The Zenith abilities of the Vermissian Knight are very interesting because one of these abilities is how we sell the game. <laughs> um, and it's how a lot of GMs who go, oh man, I really want to run hard. They go, well, there's this power in the game and they sell sort it to their players by the same slide method. Slide that over the table. Yeah. Like a number written on a piece of paper. Yeah. Um, it's hugely iconic. Um, and indeed, one of the first, again, because we talked the about first, the Vermissian Knight being one of the first classes we made, the first Zenith we made. And they, it's so informed the rest of them. Mm. This it's idea. a shame they're, they're, um, they're, they're so late uh, in the alphabet, really. Otherwise, it would make more sense as a podcast. <laughs> Very true. Um, mm. But it's the idea that you don't survive your Zenith. Mm. came from the Vivisian Knight wholesale. Because they used to have two other Zeniths which they survived. They did, and we took them out because they were bad. They could teleport as electricity, or they could punch as hard as a train do. Eh. Eh. So, eh. Grant, could you please mm. tell me about the Zenith of the Vivisian Sage? Knight. Every time. Yeah. You consume your power in the Forbidden Bright, etching ancient timetables onto the walls in the blood of angels, and lighting signal fires in colours not visible to the naked eye. You summon the last train to your position. The last train is a thing from Spire. It is the only running train in Spire. On a network that doesn't support it. They built a shrine on the front of it so they could maybe, like, steer is the wrong word, pray it in certain directions. Yep. Um, I fucking love the last train. It's great. I think, I think, like... Considering how rare it is, it's been in more of my games than it hasn't. And uh, was it Nathan Blades did the adventure of it in Shadow Operations? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so if, 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 if you want to go and steal the engine, we've written that for you as well. I just, I really love the idea of the last train. Like, this is like this is the one. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this uh, this lets you... It's it, The last train arrives at your current position by the most direct and destructive route, destroying anything in its path. And you die. And it's just it's a it's a it's a smart bomb. It's a tactical nuclear warhead. 
uh, in the form of a train. Yeah, that's it. It kills. It kills anyone and everything. You fucks. You're you're run over by a train. No one no one survives getting run over by a train. No, it doesn't happen. It's a train. It's it's partially inspired by oh what was it? I think Quantum of Solace. No, <laughs> the other one, uh, the James Bond film where uh, 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 Javier Bardem is the baddie, mm-hmm. uh, and he manages to he manages to rig a trap where uh, an underground like a, a London underground train crashes through a wall and hits James Bond or tries to hit James Bond, and that is that power that 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 idea is so much fun. I put it in paranoia as a piece of R and D tech. Uh, you have a special glove that you point at someone, and then the train smashes them. Yeah. Um, and we put it in here as the zenith because uh, yeah, the idea of a train arriving to kill someone is fucking great. And it's the fact that it can happen literally anywhere; it does not matter. Mm-hmm. Oh, you did it in the woods. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, train will find a way. Train don't care. <laughs> train, <laughs> train got no master, um, and it just destroys you and everything yeah. around you, and you die. I will also note as well that like this is like this is much more um, fiction that we put into most zeniths. Mm-hmm. It says like um like the blood of angel, which is before we invented capital A angels of the heart. Yes, yes, this was when it was more the concept of Christian angels, like yeah. Michael and the like. Um, yeah, so we just yeah we went for that, but that is the lust train is like that's 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 the deal, right? It kills you and it arrives, and what 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 an end mm-hmm. to the campaign. We also have two other ones, which are fine, I guess. <laughs> Don't short sell them; they're kind of fun. no, 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 they're good. End of the line is cool because unless you create a uh, a unique a, a unique landmark, uh, you find it and then you die in some tragic fashion. Uh, but it lets you. Sort or of you can sort stay of alive and vow to protect it forever, or ascend into a pure state of electricity and echoing rails. It lets you discover El Dorado. Yes, broadly, and so it's 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 it's, it's kind of it's it's kind of the the, the explorer element of them and then there's kind of i suppose the adeptus mechanicus from 40k version uh where you just become uh, you just you just run forever yes yes you can't stop running can you mm, this ability uh, it contained our most egregious typo uh when it was called do ex mm-hmm. machina rather than deus ex machina but yeah you are you are riddled with heart's blood radiation and forbidden knowledge and you replace so much of your body with metal uh, that you become a once per campaign ability uh, for someone you else. A, <laughs> you inflict twenty five stress on an adversary and then just fuck off. What it's essentially saying is, you know, how the last train just killed someone. Well, now it's you. Now you're the last train. <laughs> yeah, uh, but it, it only works um, when where, when they suffer major or critical fallout. But I like the idea that like you retire and then you're just watching everyone. Yes, but like everyone in the heart, like you you can't stop moving. No. Which I quite like, so like you're constantly running about and solving a problem here, and I'm off to save the day elsewhere. Mm. Also, you 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 implant a heart seed into your engine. Yes, well, that's that's a problem in and of itself, really. Yeah, a terrible idea. Uh, <laughs> Can't yeah, recommend it. Uh, I'm I I fucking love the Vermissian Night Man. It's like, real solid. Um, like it's interesting because I love it, but I don't think I will ever play one. Oh, I'd play three. And that's the thing. Like it's it's. It's interesting that there are parts of this game that I I wouldn't play, mm. and oh, I wouldn't touch the Encarnadine with a fucking barge pole. Yeah, and there's parts of the game that you won't play, and mm. it's so very much this like combining of our bizarre minds mm. um, to create something that's better than both of them. Yeah. Now, now I know that we can't escape this section without you talking about the mm-hmm. pneumatic hammer. Uh, but, but just, just the, the the reason is that everyone picks pneumatic hammer because it's the best. It's the best. It does it does it's the most not, damage, right? 
No, it's not at all. It, it does the most damage, and that's really cool. Um, this, the Steel Door Shield means that you're more survivable. Take that, it's that's good. so good. Take the Steel Door Shield. Yeah, yeah it's really good. All oh, the Scrap Sword and Mage Light Rig. Kind of techy, which is nice, but also gives you Delve D6, which lets you sort of guide people through. I'm, really cool, especially at starting. I'm sorry, that's not the, that's not the important thing about the, the Mage Light Rig. What's the important that? thing about Mage Light Rig is it gives you fucking headlights. Yeah, that's pretty. Good. <laughs> What's the important thing right there? Like, well, it's, it's like I'd like to imagine that they're on they're on sort of like a like like the lights on a on a on on, on a June buggy. Yeah, on a, on a Humvee, boat. like they're up the top. Yeah, yeah, right at the mm-hmm. top, and you're sort of stomping around. But yeah, the pneumatic hammer is kill D eight brutal, and you're like, wow. So I get to roll two D eights and pick the highest. That's so much damage. I'll have that. Thanks very much. It's also loud. Um, which means that if you roll an eight on either of those dice, you take d six damage to fortune if something hears. Mm-hmm. And it's also tiring. So if you miss, um, your dice size goes down, which makes you more likely to attract attention. Yep. Uh, it's a problem we gave you. It's a and literal. I'm so trap. happy with it. <laughs> like it's, what it's designed for is it's designed for people who go, oh man, does a lot of damage. Best best ability. Yeah. Um, and they take it, and then they get story thrown at them. Yeah, and it's, it's too much so story. Much fun. Yeah, it's great. Um, so, so, so that's the thing. So it's kind of a trap, but also like one of the things about Fallout is we wanted to reward you yeah. for taking risks. So, for, for, yeah, okay, cool. You're going to get attacked by a bunch of things, but you do have a pneumatic hammer to kill them with. Yeah, it's going to go bad for them. Swings and roundabouts. <laughs> right, should we move on? Let's move on. You've been listening to the Director's Commentary Podcast for Heart, The City Beneath. I was Grant Howitt, and I was joined by Christopher Taylor, and we wrote the Heart RPG. For more information on Heart, and our other titles, go to rrdgames.com. Music